Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Breeze, and it's showtime in Berks County in this beautiful global warming spring, second year in a row. This is a beautiful springtime that's extending into June. It's just beautiful. Uh, thanks for being with us today on this beautiful global warming Saturday right here on AM Radio 11AWFYL for our distinct discussion that comes at you at the speed of sound. Folks, you tune in to us because you know you're going to get our expert opining um, at, the, at the speed of sound, and you want to hear what we have to say because you know what we're presenting is not coming at it is not coming at you uh, from any other source but us. So thank you for being with us today. Today we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Trump and the establishment that's after him, and and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about about that. We're going to also talk about what what's going on at Fox News and how uh, how they're losing weekly ratings and they're down. And uh, we're going to talk about that. That we're going to uh, talk about what's going on in society today, and I want to get into that a little bit. And uh, you know how we're how we how we have uh, regressed and and gone and, and literally gone off the deep end. I think it's societal deep end. Um, we're looking at I think uh, some other information uh, some on, on the Trump indictment and so forth. But we're going to get into that and a whole lot more. So uh, let's just jump right into it. You know, folks, it's really interesting. And when you when we look at what faith is. And it's the conviction. It's the conviction of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for. You know, we we all live by faith to some degree. And every time we go into a restaurant or put on a faucet to drink water, we're living by faith. And that, like, even when we get in a car, we're living by faith. You know, we can't survive without it. Okay, our faith is being tested right now in this society we live in, and it's just an amazing thing. Okay, I mean, we are passing laws in Washington state and other areas, as well as Canada, they just passed a law that's per, that, that laws that prevent parents, parents from um, keeping their children um, on a path that the parents choose for their children. So what's happening now, and, and, and this happens in dictatorial countries that, you know, like, well, communist countries like China, the state owns the children. So, you know, in a, in a, in a state, in a country like China, you know, the, the, the parents said there is no parental rights in China. There isn't anything like that. I mean, it really is the state owning the children in China. That's all these people know. That's all they're used to. Well, in this country, we actually have parent involvement, parental involvement, and in, in decisions for the children and, and whatnot. And I just think it's imperative upon us as a society to call out these crazy laws and what's going on right now because it really is an amazing thing. What we're seeing right now is they're passing laws preventing parents from um, from you know from preventing their their uh, you know um, preventing parents from um, uh, you know uh, inter- intercepting their children, and uh, I just think that it's really imperative. And uh, I, I look when we when we as a society you know again parents need the parents are trying to involve themselves and their children. And uh, that's what it is, and 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 we got the we've got people that are passing laws protect uh, protecting children from their parents. This is the insanity of it all. When a child wants to go, and and I guess it's pre- preventing the conversion, if you will. I mean, parents want to prevent the conversion of their children, um, and and into uh, you know, 
whatever, you know, transitioning and into entering gender fluidity. So parents are getting in the way. The biggest obstacle that we have that these Jacobins, the biggest obstacle these Jacobins experience and these revolutionaries experience and these profane, uh, depraved people experience, the biggest obstacle they have is parents. I mean, in the schools we have, we have these books in the libraries. You've got states like Illinois that are now preventing books from being removed from the library. They're passing laws to do that. Um, and, you know, again, they're, they're, they've got books in the library, books, folks, that we wouldn't read on the air here today. Books that we would not give you the titles to here on our show here today. Whether you live in southeast Pennsylvania or anywhere else in the country and you're tuning into our show here uh, through the Internet, uh, you 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 can you can understand that here in southeast Pennsylvania, Delaware Valley, our listeners, the people on this show, are absolutely against these these obscene books being in children's libraries in our schools. What's happening is these books are all part of the indoctrination process with the children, and then the stories that are being told, and and of course the pop culture that's portraying it. I mean, you look at the movies that are being made today, and the and the actual graphic scenes that children are involved in in the movies. These are things that are despicable. These are th- this is depravity on the big screen. Uh, society has has regressed into that, and we're we're going off the deep end in the abyss of a of, of a of societal meltdown. Okay, and uh, I mean the wiring of people is broken. We're seeing <clears throat> we're seeing people that are not connected correctly, okay? They're, so, you know, a society like that elects politicians who openly say they will pass laws to prevent parents from intervening with their children's transformation into gender fluidity, okay? And I think these are things that concern parents like me and other parents on, that listen to the show and if the media was doing their job, they would be reporting this. But, you know, in a dict- dictatorial society, as I stated, you have the state literally owns the children. As O. Biden talked about recently, they, the children are children. They're all of our children. So the state owns the children. But you also have a state-run media that censors out truth. They literally censor out truth. They even go farther than that. They make the truth illegal to speak. <clears throat> they they go from banning speech, okay, and again, by banning speech, they're banning thought. See, thought begins the process of speech. So when they're getting people to concern themselves with the speech of that they're that they're gonna be putting out there, when they get that happening, what what ends up coming together is you end up with people that are um you know, they're, I mean, they're against it, they're against it. And so what happens is you've got, you know, it, it begins in the thought. So when they're banning speech, they're banning thought. Okay, so you actually have the thought police on full display. The Department of Injustice now is threatening parents uh, with uh, threat tags, if you will, uh, cherished threat tags, uh, societal threat tags for, for, for standing against uh, the the indoctrination of their children in our schools. This is what's happening. This is the reality we see every day. 
these are the threat tags, and, and this is what we're seeing. So the government's already, and again, in a dictatorial society or a communist society, yes, you have the state owns the children. Yes, you have, you know, you, you also have the, the notion that you have a state-run media that silences truth and puts out one perspective, misinformation all over the place. They don't give any information out there to anybody. But then you also have the, the notion of what happens with, you know, with, with, with the laws and whatnot that, that happen. And, and so they go from banning <clears throat> thoughts and speech to banning books to arresting people. This is what's happening in society today. You actually can see um, in a dictatorial society, a communist country, you'll see the leaders that have a different standard for them in the, in the judicial system, okay? A different standard for them and, and their children. For instance, in a dictatorial society, you will have the children of the, of the people in power. <clears throat> Those families and children will be benefiting and, and enriching their lives politically. They'll be enriching their lives financially. Everyone enriches their lives, and then, of course, at, at the at the behest, if you will, or at the at the at the uh, at the cost of of what's happening to the to the to the uh, to, to the main people, you know, the, the societal, the, you know, the, the societal peasants, the peasants, if you will, the people of society in our country, the middle class. So, at the cost of the middle class, you actually have, uh, you know, you actually have the uh, benefits coming to the children if you will, of, of our elected officials. I mean, that's what happens in dictatorial countries. You know, the children of, of these dictators are benefiting. Sort of like, you know, what's going on in this country, okay, with O'Biden and his son, okay, and how they're benefiting financially. All of that being, of course, on a laptop. The double standard, <clears throat> the double standard that we see in society, the double standard that's, again, in that's illustrated in the laptop, but also... In the in the boxes and boxes of top secret documents and classified documents that O'Biden took when he was vice president that he had no right to take unless of course Barack Hussein Obama declassified them because the only one that can declassify classified documents is the president. So for O'Biden to have top secret documents <clears throat> that 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 weren't declassified is illegal. Okay. Uh, you know, only in a, in a country that's a dictatorial country or communist country or third world country will you have that double standard in the judicial system. You'll have one presidential candidate, um, you know, obviously having his house raided like a common criminal, guns drawn. And of course, the, the big the big uh, <clears throat> the big three ring circus, if you will. And of course, the, the rights being trampled on the general warrants. Uh, the general warrants that open up the, all the search places and everything else, all of that, something that comes together. And so this is what we see as a society. And, uh, but, you know, of course, we also see that here in this country, when O'Biden had that happen, again, there's no general warrant being issued for O'Biden and his documents, okay? But, you know, what's amazing is the American people see this. And I think what's really, really, uh, look, this double standard is is unbelievable, okay? And there's no question. They're going after Trump, okay? They're going after Trump, okay? The number one reason uh, the totally corrupt Biden administration and sick Washington established are going after Trump 
is because Trump stands up to their failed foreign policy agenda. And I really believe that there was an episode of Tucker Carlson, he made that comment, and Trump agrees with it. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. What we see in society today is the military-industrial complex. We've talked about it on our show here. You know, why are we in a war? Why did O'Biden provoke? Why did he provoke Putin into this act? Why did he say a slight incursion would be okay? Why did he send Communista Harris to Munich to declare how wonderful it would be to have the Ukraine in NATO when that's something that the Russians were absolutely categorically opposed to? One of their biggest fears. You know, why is the world tolerating what's going on in the Donbass region with the Russian-speaking Ukrainians there, the, the Russian culture in the Ukrainian country in the Donbass region? That is a different culture. It's a Russian culture there. So why are why are those people being oppressed? And that's not making the news. There's a lot to be said of all this. And I think that we have to realize there's a tremendous desire to have this war. Why is it? Why are we why are we trying to end the killing? Why are we trying to end it? Why are we bringing these people to the table? Why did someone blow up the Nordstrom, you know, gas line that that pipeline underwater there in the North Sea. Why did that happen? Why did that? Why did that dam that blow up in South and Southern uh, Ukraine that now jeopardizes a nuclear met- meltdown in one of the largest uh, nuclear reactors, uh, you know, in, in the world? I mean, why? Why are they jeopardizing a nuclear meltdown there while blowing up that dam? You know, who did that? Okay, why are we putting Abram tanks over there? Why are we doing that? You know, why aren't we and why are we giving, you know, fighter jets over there? Why are we training people? And why are we going all this route instead of trying to end this two week long war that started 58 weeks, 58, 59, 62 weeks ago? Okay, I mean, it was supposed to be two or three weeks long and it's gone on now for about 60 plus weeks, 65 weeks, 70 weeks. So and there's no end in sight. So. This is what Trump is talking about. This is what I'm talking about on our show with the conversation we're having. Why are we trying to, you know, why are we trying to 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 prolong this conflict? Why why are we doing this? Okay, the one thing Washington cannot forgive is that Trump puts America first, and that's what they don't like. And uh, you know. You know, bottom line is he re- Trump rejects their foolish, disastrous foreign wars, the horrific globalist trade deals, their open border catastrophes, their corruption of their intelligence, of our intelligence system, the corruption. I mean, unbelievable corruption of the of our of our justice system, the injustice system, folks. And it's never been more corrupt than it is now. All the other betrayals, you know, all the other betrayals of the American people. But these warmongers, these globalists, these deep staters, they're absolutely livid at Trump. And Trump refuses to bend the knee to their next endless war in this 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 war in Ukraine. And we all want peace. We want this to end. And quite frankly, uh, we're not like these reporters on the fake news that think, well, who do we want to win? Right now, no one's won this war. The Russians have likely lost 60 60- 50, 60,000 people. The Ukrainians have lost hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know who's going to be declared a winner here. 
I mean, who was the winner in the Civil War? I mean, when you look at a half a million people died. I mean, obviously, we know the North prevailed, but and right prevailed there. But but I mean, there was a half a million Americans dead in that war. Who who was the winner in the in World War One? Who was the winner in World War Two? You know, it's interesting as you look at the different wars that had the, the Spanish American War was was likely started up by for some reason. Uh, you know, who knows why they were started? I don't want, uh, you know, I really want to get into all that discussion of, about how these wars start. But we know on this show that wars start oftentimes because of misunderstandings, oftentimes because something is misconstrued. So when O'Biden come out and said a slight incursion would be OK, Putin might have misinterpreted that as to a slight incursion being OK. You see? So that would be a misinterpretation. He thought, okay, well, he already said a slight incursion is all right. You know, and of course, his biggest objection to the Ukraine joining the, the NATO alliance, when Communist De Harris went to Munich and Communist De Harris made the comment of how wonderful it would be to have the Ukraine in the Ukraine, in, the, in NATO, maybe Putin misinterpreted that as Communist De Harris wanting the Ukraine in NATO. You know, maybe he's misinterpreting their direct statements. I don't know. Personally, I think it's pretty straightforward what they said. And I think they interpreted it as to, as to what was said. So I think what we're seeing right now is we're seeing these people that provoked Putin. Putin went and did this bad thing. And now Putin is stuck in it. And, and honestly, it's just an amazing thing. But what we have to realize is the Russian people, uh, what is the what is the the mindset of the Russian people, if they see this as the world against them, are they going to are they going to hunker down? Is this going to be a, a a nationalistic movement in Russia to get behind this war effort? If it is, this could escalate. This is what we have to understand. When these wars go on, <clears throat> the national uh, populations of these countries and the people in them, but but primarily the, the countries directly involved in the conflict, in this case is Ukraine and Russia, the people there become, you know, they just become, um, you know, they become uh, nationalized in, 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 in into the effort. They want, they want to, to stand up against the oppression against their country. Now, Russia's got 300 million people in that country. Ukraine's got 60 million people in that country. But I mean, when you look at the actual armies and whatnot, what it comes back to is, you know, the the, the number of, of people that can actually go and fight. But the war, but the population gets behind the war. When the people of a country get behind the war, when they actually get out there and get behind the war itself, that provides the fuel needed for the war to continue. And then, of course, that with a leader that wants the war to continue. Okay, so again, these are warmongers. Okay. And Trump said he'll end the war between these two countries. This is, he would end it in 24 hours. He wants to stop all the killing. You know, he wants to stop all those lives from being wasted and lost. And there'll be no more bombing of the Ukraine. There'll be no more bombing of Russia. And everyone will be happy. That's what he's talking about. So that's why the massive, the, 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 despite the massive criminality and corruption of the Clintons, despite the massive criminality and corruption of the Obidens and the Obamas, and all the rest, none of them ever get indicted or ever get investigated, okay? Because they're totally protected, totally protected by a fake and disgusting system, okay? Trump did everything right, and the system tries to throw them in the jail, 
I mean, that's the bottom line. Trump is, you know, being threatened with jail. You know, they can't beat him at the ballot box. So they're out there trying to take him out by other means and anything they can think of. You know, they don't love the country. They don't. Okay. And, uh, you know, if Trump was to renounce his beliefs or if he was to stay silent, the persecution would, you know, that would not stop. Okay. That's just the bottom line. If he didn't run for office or if he was, if he wasn't a leading candidate here, I, I, I don't know if they'd have come after him, but I, I don't know. And he might've done it anyway. I, it's hard to say. I've heard some suggest that, but the fact is Trump's leading a lot because they're doing a bad job and they're leading DeSantis by 40 points. They're leaving, they're leading Biden by 10 or 12 points by a ton. Okay. I mean, in all these polls, Trump's winning. Trump's in the mid forties. Biden's in the mid thirties. DeSantis is in the mid twenties and, you know, uh, mid-teens, if you will. You know, and this is what it is. I mean, justice is going to be done, and that's just a fact. <clears throat> so you can understand that's going to happen. But, you know, Trump's the only guy with an actual shot at becoming president who dissents from the Washington longstanding pointless war agenda, and that's the truth of it all. And I think that's why they're going after him, okay? And, you know, basically, I mean, if you don't play the vote for Trump, even if you would, would even like crawl across broken glass if you will before voting for trump okay which is your right okay a lot of people feel that feel that way but but even even still the destruction of this republic which is the right of the voters to support anyone they want for political office even candidates they don't want war with russia okay the destruction of that the destruction of that should keep us all up at night that's what's happening right now you know we're seeing this what we're seeing right now is we're, see, we're seeing corruption at its height. We're seeing corruption at, at its pure height. And um, it's just really amazing, okay? But, you know, Trump's getting ready, and you know, they, they, they plan to depose people in, in trial, and that's what Trump's, Trump's people are going to be deposing people, okay? I guess uh, one of Trump's attorneys, uh, you know, made a comment that, uh, that um you know that they need a fair opportunity to post people and see what their answers are going to are, are to some of the things they want quite that they have questions about you know so pre-trial depositions are typically more limited in criminal trials and they're usually granted by a judge only in circumstances though where a witness is unlikely to be available to testify in court during the trial itself however okay uh, Trump's attorney stated that that they uh, she wants more information about the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, among other um, among other topics that may relate to constitutional issues that the defense is is expected to raise in challenging the prosecution's case. So you know uh, his attorney again her her name is uh, her name is um, Alina Haba. Okay, but anyway, um, you know she. Uh, she promised to obtain the audio recording recording of the discussion with the journalist that was referred to in Smith's indictment, during which Trump appeared to refer to a sensitive document. There will be an explanation of everything. I assure you of that. What's really interesting is, you know, in in, in third world countries and in, in dictatorships, dictatorial countries, and communist countries, it's not uncommon for political opponents of those in power. To, to be railroaded with phony evidence, okay, or railroaded with phony videos. It's certainly not uncommon for 
our network's news to to doctor videos and audio recordings. We know that's happened. We know that's happened. There's there's evidence of what happened and uh, going back in history. We've had retractions on CNN and NBC and apologies for 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 things that that happened with videos and whatnot. So these things occur. It's not uncommon. It's certainly not uncommon for a corrupt Justice Department to phone you up a FISA warrant. I mean, it's not in these countries, okay, in third world countries, in dict- dictatorial countries or communist countries. It's certainly not uncommon for those leaders in those countries to trump up evidence or phony up evidence, like a phony warrant or phony crime or phony, phony probable cause to get a phony authority to go through a phony, you know, all this investigation. It's not uncommon. And it does happen here. We know what happened here with the Trump, you know, with, with the Russia, 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 phony Russia links there. We know what happened with that. Okay. And, and you know, they doctored up. They doctored up the evidence. We know that. Okay. And we know that Rittenhouse, um, again, the, 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 the Rittenhouse is the, uh, I should say, uh, the, um, not Rittenhouse, the, 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 the FBI attorney, uh, Kleinsfeld, we know that he is, when he was indicted, the FBI was indicted. Okay, we know that Andrew McKay lied several times under oath. We know Peter Strzok lied under oath. We know James Comey lied under oath. I should say James Comey got like hundreds of cases of amnesia when he was asked particular questions. We know Clapper lied under oath. We know that Brennan lied under oath. And we know they lied to get the FISA warrant. We know that. Okay, so we know that. Okay. And, um, you know, Kevin Kleinsmith, um, we know the FBI was indicted when, when Kevin Kleinsmith was the FBI's attorney, doctored the, the FISA warrant, okay, the information to get the warrant, if you will. We know that. See, this is the sort of thing that happens in third world countries. Well, it happened here. You know, so when we see, when we see guys like this guy Smith, okay, we see this guy like Smith, and, you know, he, he he's, you know, he's a... He's a partisan hack, okay? I mean, Smith is an, you know, and, Smith is, is a partisan hack. His wife <clears throat> did, a, did a documentary on Michelle Obama. They're, they're Clinton supporters, okay? We know that. You know, but this is what you're seeing right here. Jack Smith, you know, is a special counselor. He's a partisan hack. So is it, <clears throat> I mean, is it possible that Trump could get a fair shot with Jack Smith? Well, okay. I mean, Ten years ago, I would have said, of course, and, you know, they're not going to go after Trump like that, and they're going to be fair with him. But what I've just witnessed over the last several years with the FBI being indicted, uh, you know, with what's going on with, you know, with, with the Russia, Russia, Russia phoning, I mean, the phoning up evidence, okay, the, the phoning up of a crime, the actual, the actual creation of a phony crime and phony probable cause, all of that. I mean, is that what, is that what we're seeing here? I mean... I mean, this is where we're at. So, you know, bottom line is, you know, Jack Smith and his claim, I mean, this is where we're at. I mean, Jack Smith is, uh, you know, he's just, I mean, he's a partisan hack, okay? But again, you know, the, the bottom line is it comes down to is that, you know, that I mean, they're 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 using a double standard. They're not looking no Biden at all. They're, they're even dismissing. These are the same people that dismiss Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian dis- disinformation. The real Russian disinformation plus... The Russian collusion hoax. That's the real disinformation that was that was put forward. But, you know, Jack Smith, he's a Democrat activist, okay? That's what it is. I mean, we all know it, so they put this guy in charge. But it's going to be interesting because I do believe 
that there'll be a lot of things coming. The bottom line is Trump's going to run and he'll win the Republican nominee. He'll become the Republican nominee. And these people are going to try to besmirch him in this in this criminal trial that the public just doesn't care about. And I mean, I mean, they're actually making a victim of Trump. Now, that's that's happening, folks. They're making a victim of Donald J. Trump. And you would say, well, how is that even possible? Well, it is possible. They're doing it now. They're doing it right now. When Trump was indicted, after he was indicted, he raised over $10 million in just a few days, right after he was indicted. Okay, we know that. We know that his polls are increasing since the indictment. Since the indictment, his lead in polling has widened. Again, it's just that, you know, it's just June of the before the election year next year. But six months from now, we're going to be doing nomination petitions. So you can believe you're going to see all these campaigns starting to tick off. So what's happening is Trump is starting already. This is a horse race, okay? And all these horses are lining up at the starting block, okay? The difference is Trump is already a half a mile ahead in a one-mile race. So he's already half a mile ahead in a one-mile race. DeSantis is back a quarter mile in a one-mile race. And then, and then you know, of course, Pence and others are sitting about a quarter mile behind the starting line in a one-mile race. So they're going to have to run a little farther to get going. But, I mean, Trump's already there. He's going to win the nomination. The Republican Party want this man back. The American public, nearly 80 million that voted for him, want him back. They all see what's happening with Jack Smith and these and these and these reprobates in Washington going after him for for this this crazy indictment on documents. And what's happening is you see the deep state now with their phony experts. I mean, they're parading these phony experts every day out there talking about how much trouble Trump is in. It's just an amazing thing. Okay, let me be clear again. Trump is not in trouble for documents that would be for holding classified documents. The very fact that the president of the United States took documents out of Washington when he put them in his possession, he thus declared them declassified. There is no formal process for declassifying documents. There isn't. There's no formal process in this at all. There isn't any formal process. So what's happening is, Trump had the documents, Trump declassified the documents, Trump stored the documents in Mar-a-Lago. The, the, the set-up pictures, the pictures that were staged, okay, with all the boxes around the toilet and the bathroom and everything, that's all utterly, absolutely ridiculous, okay, and everyone knows this. Anyone that's looking at the news objectively says, this is crazy, what are they doing to this man? I mean, all Trump's got to do is, is again come out again he, he just declares these people are liars they're they're absolute liars and exaggerators and you know they're 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 crazy jack smith is a guy who who tried cases on the international courts at the hague okay that's who this guy is he's a globalist attorney who lives in the netherlands that's right he lives where they're outlawing farmers okay he's in the country where they're outlawing farmers that's the guy he lives there. You want to know the country that's doing it? It's Holland, the Netherlands. So he lives here. He only to live in this country. These guys, he's a Democrat hack. And, and again, his wife's a hack. These people, there's no fair shot coming with these people. These are the same people that planted evidence to prove a phony crime that never took place. Think about it, folks. I mean, think about what already happened with these people. 
And they're at it again. They're at it again. Here we go again. Well, the man that 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 beat the New York tabloids in the 80s is the, is the guy they're going up against. They cannot believe what they're up against. It's amazing. I, I you look at the book of Samson and you look at all the times that Samson was smiting the Philistines, okay? The Philistines will come after him and and he would smite them and he would knock them down and he'd defeat them and and just destroy them, utterly destroy who came against them. And they kept trying, they kept trying, they kept trying, they kept trying. What the difference is that what the difference is that they the Philistines strategically did a plant and a sting, if you will. They 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 basically got Samson to get his to to reveal his source of power, you know, his hair, and uh, to cut his hair while he slept. And of course, he lost his power, and and we know the story there. The difference is, yeah, there is no there is nothing like that for Trump. You know, they're not going to cut his hair, and that's going to weaken him or something. Okay. What's happening here with Trump is Trump is actually exposing these people and they keep coming at him and keep coming at him and he keeps exposing, it keeps exposing, he keeps defeating them. He does reverse things on them, like the the perfect Ukrainian call. I love that. You know, when they do the calls with these foreign governments, it's very, very seldom that they transcribe these calls. Very seldom. But Trump made it a point when he got the Ukrainian people on the phone because he knew what they were doing because he had people in his care that told him that they're going to try to set you up on this Ukraine call. Oh, really? Yeah. The guy that's doing the call, the, your lead guy, is is a setup for the opposition here. They're going to try to make it look like you're you're going to try to get a quid pro quo from the Ukraine. So they're going to ask you. So that this is this is a setup. Be careful. He goes, okay, well, let's let's have the call transcribed. I think that's amazing. So they had the call transcribed, and of course, because he knew, and here comes the question, you know, what is it you want in return for this? And he said, look, I mean, just just spend it, you know, he, he just basically told them to 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 put it to any use that they saw fit, or whatever the case, or something to that effect. But the point I'm making in all, on all of this is, it was the perfect call, as he called the perfect call. And so... There was no evidence of quid pro quo at all, okay? Although he was asked, what are you looking for a return? Nothing, nothing at all, okay? So he makes the comment, he even says that, it's all transcribed in the call, and then you have Adam Shifty, who declares he's seen the evidence. I've seen the evidence. And of course, there was no evidence. And of course, he has fake experts who've seen the evidence, and uh, those experts still have jobs on MSNBC, CNN the state-run media, you know, again, I talked a little bit about in earlier in the show, you know, you look at uh, these third world countries, you look at these communist countries, these dictatorial countries, and you see very plainly that they have these state-run media and they, they control what, it, what they stage everything. They stage the news itself. They don't call it the news. It's literally a staged propaganda that they put out there pretending to be the news. That's what's happening today. So, what happens when you lie to Congress four times like Andrew McKay? Well, you get a you get a job on MSNBC as a fake expert. What happens when you when you develop amnesia for 240 questions that are being asked of you uh, and you're James Comey? Well, you get a you get a you know a fake expert job on CNN. What happens when you lie to Congress like James Clapper and John Brennan? Well, if you lie to Congress and you know you did, everybody knows it. You'll also get a job as a fake expert on CNN or MSNBC. You know, 
These are things you have to understand that these people actually are out there every day. And what's amazing to me is that's why I don't watch these channels. I remember I, uh, my, my brother-in-law and I had a conversation. He was a big CNN guy. And he says, yeah, he used to call Fox News corrupt. And he used to call Fox News right-wing news. I said, news is neither right-wing or left-wing. News is the news. News is put out there as the what's happening of the day. It's put out there as presented. Now, the outrage is the public that gets the news. So when the news is put out there, the outrage is, is, is then generated from the, the re-reporting of the stories, okay? Like when that little child fell into the well years ago, um, back in the 90s, there was a hole in the ground in Texas or some well that some child fell into. There was wall-to-wall coverage on the news. Literally, there was there was all this 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 public sympathy for the parents of this child that they rescued, or with you know with the uh, the outrage of the of the riots and you know in L.A. at the times in the nineties, or you know I mean the outrage that, that occurred because of you know obviously the news cycles. The news cycles create the outrage, you know. But there was no outrage when the burning of the police station in Minneapolis. What was wrong with that? Why would they burn the police station? On MSNBC, the cameraman is standing there and he's videotaping the reporter right behind them. The police station is in flames. And he's declaring as these people are throwing rocks and bottle rockets and, you know, Molotov cocktails and everything else around. He's there saying, well, this is mostly peace as the police station's burning down. You know, where was the outrage created by MSNBC? There was none. Because even though they showed the picture of the burning police station, you're hearing the audible reporter saying, everything's A-OK here, it's mostly peaceful. So the outrage that could have been, it should have been created by the media, was it? It was avoided. So I guess where we're at on all society here is the state-run media is like that. It's like that in this country, like it is in third world countries, like it is in dictatorial countries as it is in communist countries. The state-run media controls everything. Well, the state-run media has got this, they're trying to create this outrage on Trump, okay? They're trying to make it look like Trump broke the law, and you got this Jack Smith out there doing his thing. But make no mistake about it, folks. The public knows what's going on. The tactics that these people normally use, the tactics that they normally employ, okay, to, to, to basically create outrage for, for some story, isn't working with Trump. They've succeeded in doing the impossible. Okay. They've made Donald Trump a victim to the public. That's that's something that I would never thought possible, but it happened. And I think what's interesting is now Trump's out there, and every time Trump goes out there and say everybody's being unfair to him, the public sees that very clearly. Not only does the public see it, but the public gives them money. Okay. I mean, to run for president, you need about $200 million, maybe $300 million to run for president. Maybe it's a half a billion now. I don't know. But Trump raised literally, um, you know, I want to say 1% or 2% of what he needed literally in a few days after this indictment. I mean, Trump is raising money every day, hand over fist. is his money to, to run this race. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. You've got guys like Willard Romney. Now, Willard's out there now saying, he can't believe Trump's putting this country through this. Trump's putting, Trump's not putting the country through anything. So somebody needs to help Willard Romney know that Trump is the victim here. Trump is the one they're picking on. 
as I stated in last week's show, I believe this indictment is because they want the documents that Trump declassified. They want them so they can secure them so Trump doesn't have them anymore. And as I stated, Trump is going to put these in his library like all these other all these other former presidents do. They all take these documents and they secure them. And as Trump said, there's so many boxes of this stuff. There's so many things they've accumulated over four years. And so they just throw everything in the boxes. And uh, but he declassified things. And this is what. And of course, then he's playing a head game with these people. There are. They went through all these documents and they don't see anything there. So he's not even being held. He's not even being indicted for specific documents that he has. It's all general. This was a general warrant issued. I mean, and, you know, when you when you when you read the warrant that was issued, the, the authority that was issued to search the man's house, it was like everywhere. I mean, it wasn't specified in the one area. It was everywhere in every drawer throughout the house. I mean, this was what the warrant is a general warrant. But I think they realized when they went through the documents that there really isn't anything there. So now it's just a question was he working with the with the was he working with these people? The problem they're gonna have is they don't have specific documents that they're gonna try to claim that he shouldn't have. They really don't have that because they know what by his virtue of having them, they're not declassified anymore. And the the, the 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 you know oh Biden can't classify them because he doesn't have them, so this is where they're at. And this is what he was trying to prevent Biden from doing by saying no, these are documents going to go in the presidential library. Trump had all this stuff. My guess is he had a lot of stuff on the Russia 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 hoax. I think he had a lot of stuff on on the uh, the perfect phone call with the Ukrainian president. I think he had a lot of stuff on the uh, FBI that went after was indicted uh, by doctoring that. The, uh, the the Pfizer warrant application, okay, he had more information there. He went, he he uh, declassified stuff there. Crossfire hurricane that involved the Clintons, he declassified that. He probably had stuff on Fast and Furious that he declassified. I mean, look at all the all the the previous, and you you go back and you see all the past, um, all the past uh, issues. You know, all the past. I want to say crimes, but. You know, all the all the scandals that plagued the previous administrations when you see them all, you know, he has the declassified documents on these scandals. So he's putting it out there. These people want to protect their own. As I said, they're there. When, when Trump gets back into Washington, he's going to break down the FBI and he's going to move them into a, like Boise, Idaho. OK, they're going to be out of the Washington Beltway. OK. And they're going to be they're going to be nowhere like Springfield, Missouri. They'll be nowhere near it. OK, he will get rid of the entire echelon that's all corrupted, all this incestuous relationships that brought all these people into these jobs. It'll all be gone. All these people will be gone and new people will come in and he will he will by by declaration declare that laws need to be changed like the Pfizer process that that needs to change. You know, what people don't understand is that we have a Fourth Amendment right. For prevent of you know for, for uh, preventing um, unreasonable searches and seizures, right? and the Fifth Amendment right to not have to condemn ourselves, we have all these constitutional rights. Okay, and you know, with regards to the FISA court, the only protection a citizen gets is the FISA court judge. That's it. The only protection they get to preserve their constitutional rights 
is the judge that's sitting on that court that's getting the information from the Justice Department who's prepared the application for the FISA warrant. So the judge gets the application from the from the Justice Department. Okay, so the, the judge gets the they get the information from the Justice Department. Okay, they get the information and then they if they doctor the information like like Kleinsmith did. Okay. Then, you know, the FBI gets indicted and Klein Smith goes to jail. We know that. But the meantime, the just the the the, the FISA warrant is then approved and the authority to 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 spy on an American citizen becomes justified because of a lied because of a lie that's stated and, and, and documented by the FBI itself. I mean, this happened, folks. This happened to Trump's people, Carter Page. Carter Page's that was the was the was the subject of their search, and they're they're spying on him. Trump's campaign was spied upon. All of this happened, and I think what's what's compelling on all of this is we as a society are being asked to trust Jack Smith. We're being asked to trust him. Trust. There's no dual standards in this country, as he said. We don't have two justice systems. We don't. He says we don't have two justice systems, as he says it. He's saying it to people that know we have two justice systems. So he's telling you and me that there's no two, there's no, we don't have two justice systems when we know there is. We see it. Okay. So this is what's happening. Why are they going after Trump? And, and the whole thing comes down to is what is it that he didn't turn into them? What is it he had that was so compelling? You know, again, he declassified all this stuff. So there is no crime. Now, I'm not sure there's nuances there. I really don't know what nuances were there. I mean, he's playing cat and mouse with these people, so I'm sure that that really ticked them off. But regardless of anything, I mean, they're going after him for documents. Nobody went after Obama for these documents. Nobody went after Bill Clinton for these documents. Nobody went after George Bush for these documents. You know, nobody went after all these former presidents for these documents. Nobody. There was no, there was no, you know, Justice Department going after him saying we want to see what you took out of the out of the White House. I mean, I can remember Sandy Berger, who was in who was tied to the Defense Department, okay, at the time, one of the big that's one of the big uh one of the big leaders there, uh shoving stuff, shoving the high top secret documents into his pants pocket. Like what ended up happening was, I mean, they must have had ongoing activities that they did not want to get caught with. Literally, he was pulling, I mean, th- this is what they had, covert activity going on that illegal activity was going on in the Bill Clinton and Sandy Berger. They went out there and he, he literally shoved all that stuff under his, his, in his pants pocket, jammed and ran out the door. Well, it, again, it wasn't declassified because Sandy Berger couldn't declassify it. But what happened to Sandy Berger? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, he had some legal issues from it, but he never went to jail over it. No, no, no. So I think, what, or it, you know, what we have to realize is the length of, you know, the, the level of punishment for these people for what they do. And and Trump had the approval and the authority. See, when you're the chief law enforcement officer in the land and you're the commander in chief, there is no power above you to declassify documents. You're it. So when you make claim that you're going to declassify a document and you say, I thus have it, thus it is now declassified, by saying that, well, then you're, you have it. And again, they could say it was insecure over there, but because they staged all these pictures to show this stuff, but 
we as Americans know it's not beneath the FBI to stage photographs and to fabricate videotapes and, yes, fabricate audio tapes. They actually had people on his staff that forced him to wear a wire. They wore wires in there. And, and you know, of course, again, Trump, it's likely Trump probably suspected it. And uh, But, again, he wanted this to happen because this is, see, Trump's the guy who say, okay, I'm going to set myself up here. I'm going to let them think they got me when they don't have anything. And by their coming after me, and uh, it's going to put them on full display as to uh, going after a political opponent, and it'll come out that there's no there there. Trump's the type to set all that up, not prevent it by by calling his friends out or his his uh, you know his people on his staff calling them out for wearing a wire, nothing like that. Okay, he doesn't have to have that happen. Okay, so Trump's basically saying, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm not. You know, I, I all I can say is that, you know, I think I would put it past Trump to have known what was going on here with some of these people. But make no mistake about it. The people in these circles know who they are. And again, careers are, are, are being destroyed, if you will. People's lives are being ruined over distortions that the FBI put together already. Look what happened to, 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 to Michael Flynn. Look what happened to him over that lie and that distortion. Look what happened to him. Look what happened, like I said, to Carter Page and others in Trump's circles. You know, these are things that happen. And, and these were things that happened because of corruption. John Durham report. I mean, people went to jail over that. People went to jail over it. Okay. I mean, Sussman was indicted. I mean, he, when he was indicted, the, the Clinton campaign was indicted when, when, when Sussman was, was indicted. The FBI was indicted when Kevin Kleinsmith was indicted. Okay, that that's the truth there. Okay, but again, you had uh, you know you had all these people directly linked. So you know you have Sussman who represented uh, the indictment of the Clinton campaign and the DNC, the law firm of the DNC at Fusion GPS, because they channel tens of millions of dollars to create perpetuate this lie. You know, well Sussman took this hoax to from from Jaffe to he took it to the FBI directly to Jim Baker, who was the chief counsel. So when Jaffe gave the hoax to Sussman, okay, who was the lawyer for the Clinton campaign, when he did that, he, he I mean, Sussman went to jail too, you know, and again, Klein Smith, he, you know, he, and what happened with him, you know, so don't miss that, folks. You know, we know as a society, and again, it comes down to what happens to these people after the fact, but we as a society, when we're passing laws to, to pr basically protect children from their parents you know you have a reprobate society you have an upside down society you know that and we as americans need to put our foot down and say it's not happening you know i think what's frustrating to so many people right now is the republicans know that trump's going to be the nominee and uh what's going to be interesting to see what happens all the republicans are circling the wagon saying well we're not going to let this happen to trump we're not going to let trump be tarnished over this we're not going to let that happen, uh, you know. Other than Pence, of course, Pence is out there. He's like, he's the he's the deep stater right there. These people all want that. They all want the military-industrial complex to profit here. This is all about profiting. Make no mistake about it. And there's probably some other things here, you know. That I mean, by going after the Ukraine, you have a you create a basically you're creating a shortage of fertilizer because they're one of the biggest fertilizer producers in the world. Fertilizer which grows the food. And, you know, what's going on right now in China, China's got some of the worst soil on planet Earth in China, some of the worst soil anywhere. 
So they use three, four times the fertilizer other countries do. Okay, so what's happening is you're going to create a necessity in China, a desperateness, if you will, in China, uh, because right now the Chinese population see that their their time, their window for going into Taiwan is coming to an end, because in about 10 or 15 years, they won't have the people anymore. In about 15 years, they'll have less than a billion people in their country, of which about 60% will be over 55 years old. So this is what they understand. So quite literally, by definition, their their society will have maybe, you know, double the population of our country in that same age group. And, I, you know, of, of the fighting force age group. And, uh, you know, it's really going to hurt them. They can't they can't dominate like they thought they could. You know, uh, when you're you know, when you're five times larger, you can dominate. Like right now, when you look at the population of this country, it's like 340 million people. And Russia, I, China's got like 1.6 billion people so you look you just do the math they have five times our population five times our population today in 15 years and of course that would also say five times the fighting force population of today they have the potential army of like five times of what we have or 10 times what we have well fast forward 10 or 15 years later and all that's going to change this is what they know because of the because of their depravity, they forced abortions on children, and uh, you know children that uh, you know they they forced a mandate of one child per family, and now they're paying the piper for that. Literally, uh, you're going to see um, a a huge huge percentage of their population that is not of the fighting force age, and you're going to see a problem with that. So they have that going on right now, along with food shortages and everything else, and their economy is going kaplowy. So. Well, folks, we have to leave it there. Our time is up. But thanks for being with us today and for spending so much time with us and, and, and for so long, every Saturday morning. You guys, you folks are with us every Saturday morning right here on AIM Radio, every Saturday morning. So thanks for being with us. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week on The Point. I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.